This is Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you with Christian meditation and experience God's presence through biblically guided imagination, where you can draw near to God and get the stress and anxiety out of your mind, out of your heart, and out of your body, so you can live a bigger life. If your podcast app is set to skip silent sections, go to your app settings now and disable that feature for this podcast. Begin by lying flat on your back or otherwise sitting comfortably in a chair. Uncross your legs and arms and close your eyes if you can. And just begin by taking in a deep breath in through your nose, into your belly using your stomach muscles to make your belly rise with each intake of new breath. And each time you exhale, try to feel your body letting go a little bit more of tightness, clenched muscles throughout your body. Almost imagine your mind going inside your body and feeling your body from within, becoming aware of how your body feels, where there's tightness, where there's tension. And with each exhale, see if you can let go of that a little bit more. Just imagine your body dropping toward the ground. Imagine the muscles in your head dropping toward the ground, falling down, falling toward the earth, the muscles in your scalp, your forehead, behind your eyes, your cheeks, your face, your jaw, your neck, just falling toward the ground with each exhale. Breathing in deeply through your nose into your belly. Just try to slow your rhythm of breathing down. Breathing calmly, quietly. Your out-breath being a little longer than your in-breath. And you're feeling your shoulders drop toward the ground. All the muscles the tightness, clenched muscles in your shoulder falling toward the ground, your arms lying there limp, heavy. Bring your mind's awareness to feeling both arms heavy, doing nothing, carrying nothing, lying there. Muscles in your gut, your abdomen, Letting go. With your next out breath, just feel that letting go all through your belly. All the tightness. Letting go. Releasing. The tightness in your back. Release. Tightness in your hips. And your legs lying there heavy, just limp, going nowhere, 
carrying no burden, just lying there, relaxed. Your feet, your toes. And with each out-breath, bring your mind's awareness to feeling your entire body. Letting go. Falling toward the ground. Try to just imagine every muscle, every cell in your body letting go and falling toward the earth. That feeling of falling. You're being held by the surface you're on, but you're imagining this feeling of your entire body letting go, falling toward the earth. Now use your imagination just to imagine yourself lying under a night sky. You're somewhere where you can see all the stars. The sky is dark. The stars are bright. And you haven't seen this many stars since you don't remember when. Just filling the entire sky. Just get that image in your mind. You can see the bright planet, Venus, setting toward the horizon. You can see Jupiter high in the sky. And you're somewhere where there's hardly any city light whatsoever, so you can see actually part of the Milky Way. You can see this band of stars going across the sky, like a cloud of stars. And you realize you're on the edge of this spiral galaxy looking back into the center. You're looking at the disk of the Milky Way. And there are hundreds of billions of stars. Some of them you can see, most of them you can't. They're just too far away for the light to get to you to be able to see it. You can see some. The Apostle John says in his letter, 1 John, toward the end of the New Testament, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he says this, he starts his letter this way, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. That was one of John's phrases, Terms for Jesus, the word of life. So he starts the Gospel of John, that's the fourth book of the New Testament. The very first verse, he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And then he says in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Son from the Father means the human embodiment of God Himself, full of grace 
and truth. So just take a minute now and go back to that night sky and just imagine this. Imagine what John is saying. Imagine for a moment believing this, that John, who spent three years with Jesus, was part of that inner circle who saw the miracles of Jesus only a few got to see and received the teachings of Jesus sometimes only a few got to hear. He was one of the closest disciples to Jesus, we're told by the other gospel writers. And John saw the miracles of Jesus. He saw him turn water into wine. He saw him walk on water. He saw him calm a storm. Just the wave of his hand, just the rebuke of his mouth, he could calm an entire storm in the waves of the sea. He saw him raise several people from the dead. Saw him give sight to the blind. And ultimately he saw him be raised from the dead after he saw him crucified on a cross. And John is saying that he's the God that created the entire universe. And we know something about the universe even more than John knew then. It's not just our planet and the other planets in our solar system. And it's not just the stars that we can see. It's these other hundreds of billions of stars and planets in our own galaxy, our own Milky Way galaxy. Our own galaxy is like an island universe in and of itself. Just unbelievably vast. But beyond our galaxy, there are trillions of other galaxies, each having hundreds of billions of stars with probably trillions of planets. It's really incomprehensible. We can't get our mind around it. And John is saying that that God who created this entire universe became human on this planet. And he spent three years with him. He was with Jesus, and that's the Jesus he knew for three years. The Jesus that taught him and did the miracles in front of him and that he saw raised from the dead. Now, the question is, why would the God that created this vast of a universe become a human being forever on this little planet in a little solar system on the edge of a small galaxy? And the answer is, in the character of Jesus himself, it's God's incredible, infinite humility. The Creator became human, but not just became human, like walked around in glory. He walked around in poverty. He walked around in a country that was occupied by a foreign army. No doubt he was ordered by soldiers. Just different points in his life. Had to work hard as a carpenter just to provide for his family. Because his father had died at some point when he was younger. God that created this universe became human, but became human in exceptionally humble circumstances, on purpose. And then he allowed himself to be beaten and killed by soldiers who thought they controlled everything. And he created them, created this entire world. Now it says something about 
God and his humility, but it also says something about God and his plans for you. As vast as this universe is, that's the God who has an intention for your life, a purpose for your life, created you to become a child of God, John says in verse 12. But as many as received him to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So imagine this, what John says back in his letter, 1 John 3, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, lavished on you, that you should be called a child of God. And that is what you are, a child of God, because of the great love of the creator of this universe, as vast as this universe is, so too is his love that he has lavished on you. And what you will be, he says, has not yet been made known, but you know that when Christ appears, you shall be like him. Somehow God has this plan for you. The God that created this entire universe disguised himself in the person of Jesus and allowed himself to be crucified. But there will come a time when he doesn't disguise himself. He will appear and bring his kingdom. And the glory of the God that created this universe will be seen. And you in some way will be like him. Glorious. Righteous. Perfectly humble. The Bible says a body of glory. A body without death. A body of beauty a body without sickness, a body without sin, resurrected in a body that can see God, is with God, sees the glory of God and reflects the glory of God. And somehow the purpose of God for you is as vast as the universe he has created. So whatever you're going through now that brings a sense of smallness, worry, fear, self-hatred. Whatever you're going through now that has this sense of no purpose, no meaning to your life, regret for your past, all the things the brokenness of this world has broken in you, just give that right now to Jesus who came in humility to take death, take your brokenness upon himself, and to give you the glory of being a child of God by his resurrection. All the miracles of Jesus are showing your future, the power of God to transform your life into a life of glory, of joy, gladness, love, perfect belonging, without ever having the fear of loss, fear of separation. Imagine this. Try to see this. See, envision what great love the Father has lavished on you. The one who created this universe, as vast as this universe is, so too is his great love for you that he has lavished on you, that you should be called a child of God. And what you will be has not yet been made known. You don't know it. It's just a promise. 
But imagine this. When he appears, you shall be like him. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe so you'll be sure to receive our next episode each Tuesday and Thursday morning. Our audio engineers are Diego Huaman and Matthew Matlack. Thanks for listening to Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life.